Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jeffrey Snyder. Jeffrey, are you ready to do this? I am more than ready. Thanks for having me on the show, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Jeffrey is the president and CEO of Morning Pulse, Inc. He serves on the board of directors of the National Association of Government Defined Contribution Administrators. He's a committee member of the Defined Contribution Real Estate Council and is considered both an industry insider and an independent voice. I'm excited to have you on. Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is that you do what you do. Sure. Well, thanks again for having me. Um, I've been working in the retirement space uh, with retirement plans for 22 years of my entire career. So I spent uh, my entire time servicing large retirement plans, whether they're 401ks, whether they're defined benefit plans, 4SV plans. And I'm really passionate about planning and saving for retirement. We all need financial future, financial independence, and that's what motivates me and drives me um, throughout my day and throughout my my personal life, really. Um, you know, I kind of live and breathe this stuff, and I'm very, you know, passionate about being an ambassador for saving, as, as I'm sure you are and many of the people listening to this audience realize that saving is important. It's paramount to being independent and being, um, you know, be, be able to do things for yourself and for other people within your life. So uh, that's really what drives me. Excellent. And I was reading up on your background and your work with Morning Pulse, and part of your mission statement says that we want to make the idea of retirement and financial preparation culturally relevant. Why do you think that it's not? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we obviously have a saving issue in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look, I mean, just recently, uh, people were bragging about their 401k balances uh, but also spending and consuming was at a very high level. Um, I think that people at the at the back of their minds know they need, should need to save and plan, but you know they're presented with today's needs, and oftentimes that's consuming. Uh, so what I just want to do is help facilitate, and it doesn't just have to be me; it can be other people within our industry, you and other people, uh, really helping to make this much more uh, culturally relevant, so people know, okay, they need the budget and plan that it's part of their everyday life to think about their financial future and their financial independence. And, and being an independent person in this country is what really we're, we're about. So, um, you know, I think in a, in a nutshell, I think that kind of summarizes what we're trying to do. And I think, you know, we can do that through the new technology, such as, you know, podcasts and videos and social media. There are ways to connect with people uh, in better than we've ever had before in the history of our of our country, maybe even in our world. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And I think that the more you can help people to, to bring the conversation front of mind, probably the better. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems to me that this is, when I say this, I mean, money is almost the, the final topic that's off limits. It used to be religion and politics and sex. And now for a variety of reasons, we're having more conversations about those things. So I feel like money is, is the next thing that people are going to be more open to talking about. And it seems like you mentioned that people are, are bragging about 401k balances. And I've read about how more millennials are comfortable talking about their compensation. So do you think that 
there's certain things that need to happen or do you think that people are going to become more comfortable just over time? Well, I think, you know, I think for some, it will be, they'll be comfortable sharing their compensation for others. They will not feel comfortable doing that. I think what's nice and should happen is that people talk about saving and planning. What does it take to get a house? What does it take to save for college? Uh, what does it save to, uh, take to buy a car? Um, these are conversations that we should be having just not with ourselves, but uh, with our family members and those closest to us so that we get the best advice possible. Um, and with that is also budgeting and planning. You know, we, you, you mentioned uh, some of these, um, I guess, quote unquote, taboo subjects. Um, you know, we just had a conversation over the last two decades about healthcare. And we saw significant reform in 2009, 2010 with the passage of the Affordable Care Act. And I'd, I'd love to see uh, people in our industry and outside of our industry, I'd like to see a national conversation about retirement and saving and planning. You know, retirement encompasses not just putting money away for the future, but it encompasses health care. It encompasses college savings. It encompasses raising a family and buying a home. So all those things kind of fit nicely and neatly together. And so to me, it just is logical to have this conversation about retirement. And, you know, retirement is really a lot broader than just, you know, talking about age 65 and settling off into your golden years. I think it's more about your frame of mind and what you want to do at a certain point in your life. So I think, I think you know, the work that you're doing and others to uh, mobilize and engage and create some enthusiasm about this topic is incredibly important. I definitely agree. Well, I'd like to hear about, hear your perspective on, from a plan sponsor standpoint, from a financial advisor mm-hmm. standpoint, and then a plan participant standpoint, what do you wish that each one of those parties did more of when we talk about 401k or 403b? Sure. Uh, I think I'll start with the employer perspective. You know, I think that employers, um, especially smaller businesses, have a deluge of responsibilities, and therefore the retirement plan often isn't the top-of-mind topic. Uh, You know, you've got your day-to-day, your, you know, operations, revenue. You know, I think it's important to maintain a solid retirement plan, but oftentimes it's just not, you know, healthcare may take it, may take the uh, primary point of decision-making and conversation. I'd love for employers to... um, in their conversations about their retirement plans, uh, kind of move beyond the investments. And those are what I would consider to be MCs and just fiduciary responsibilities. I think at this point, um, if you're an employer and you sponsor a retirement plan, you kind of get those things. And you've got oftentimes have an advisor or a consultant or someone working with you to help you achieve those objectives. But once you achieve, achieve them, now it's about moving the needle. I just wrote a column um, about this, you know, it's called C5O funds. And really it's kind of moving the needle and talking about outcomes, driving success, getting participants and individuals to do more with their plan and reaching people. So that's one thing I'd like to see. Um, in terms of advisors and consultants, people like us, um, I'd also like to see us change the form of, the, the form of conversation. Um, there's so much technology that you, you can use that to raise issues and have conversations. So I think, you know, part of the problem um, of, of talking about the same thing over and over again in terms of fees and lower share classes and, you know, asset allocation is because is, is that everyone kind of does it. It's kind of the safe space. 
um, what is much more uncharted territory are some of these conversations that I was we were talking about before, which is at participant outcomes and, and getting people to save and plan. So I think a lot of that is on the financial advisor or consultant as intermediaries. We're between the oftentimes between the participant or between the record keeper, the asset manager and the employer. And it's really our job as co-fiduciaries or fiduciaries of a plan to really make those, um, to drive change. And so that's one of the things, you know, as when I'm a consultant, I really want to innovate and drive change. And I think that if there are more people doing that and kind of looking beyond the traditional boundaries, um, you know, that would lead to greater plan success. And then, you know, in terms of individuals, you know, I think that obviously saving and making sure that they're planning and budgeting is important, but I think it kind of goes up and down the spectrum. I mean, it's not only people like my parents' age, boomer, people like me who are Gen X and people like millennials. You know, I think it kind of, you know, runs the gamut in terms of individually know how you like to consume information, be active and contributing to the conversation and be engaged in your planning and for yourself. And whether you're just starting out or you're close to retirement, you know, being as engaged as possible and questioning, what are my fees? Why, you know, how do my fees compare? Uh, what is my retirement strategy? How do I budget? I would just like to see individuals more engaged. You know, I really think that people, the average person is bombarded with so much information on a day-to-day basis. They've got the headline news. They've got the you know, Facebook or LinkedIn, that they're getting bombarded with lots of information. And a lot of the information from the mutual fund companies, investment companies, and record keepers has a lot of compliance language. I'd like to think that that, I I do believe that that causes a lot of indecision. It's a lot of lexicon that's very difficult to understand. So I would, um, you know, it's not all on the individual. It's not their fault for not putting this front of mind. I think that when you're bombarded with lots of information, um, it, it becomes very challenging. And so I think simplification on the industry's part and the regulatory environment is definitely necessary. But, you know, I think those are the, in, in those three areas, that's what I would kind of focus on. Excellent. We are faced with an absolute avalanche of information every day. And I think that that has a tendency, like you said, to violate an individual's planning tolerance where I'm just not going to do anything because I don't know where to start. It's just, it's, it's literally too much. So, but at the same time, talking about the plan sponsor, which is the employer talking about the financial advisor or the consultant, if they're more concerned about your retirement than that employee is, then that's also a big problem. So finding that sweet spot. Absolutely. Um, Great. If you had a magic wand, and you could change anything about the current system, aside from what we were just talking about, what would it be? Well, I think there's definitely, um, you know, I think the system, I don't think we're ever going to get to perfection. And I think I was just reading a post this morning, you know, today's President's Day, I was just reading a post that um, we're, I think this is the the anniversary date of the passage of ERISA. So I don't think we're going to, in 1974, that was signed into law by President Gerald Ford. I I don't think we're ever going to get 100% perfection because it's not, it's not achievable, but I think there are ways to improve retirement programs. I think number one, um, the auto features, what we call auto features. So auto escalation, auto increase, um, auto enrollment. So defaulting people into plans. I think those are, are, have been proven to take advantage of people's natural behavior, meaning 
people don't typically opt out. So that inertia by of, of indecision can work for you uh, as a plan sponsor in terms of improvement. So I'd love for the proliferation, if you will, of, of plan auto features. I think those are things that are uh, that are um, very important. Along with that is what I what is called auto re-enrollment. Um, that's a great topic, and that's something where if you are not you know, if you're uh, a given opportunity for people to auto re-enroll into a plan, usually into a target date fund or some qualified investment, um, that's another way for people to be properly diversified. You know, oftentimes people, uh, inertia kind of kicks in and people just stay where they are. Um, that's where we, you know, we got target date funds and managed accounts and other uh, customized solutions um, or less customized solutions, but also self solutions that are a little bit more diversified. You know, I, I think that plan sponsors of all types, whether they're governmental entities, uh, tax-exempt organizations, or corporations should consider that. Um, and then I think we need, um, and this is not really a regulatory or plan design, but, you know, our industry, and, I, you know, I think maybe you're on the cutting edge, I try to be on the cutting edge as well, our industry is a little bit slower to adopt some of these newer technologies. I feel like we're, we're kind of still in the early 2000s or late 90s in terms of uh, – some of the technology, although we've made some great strides. So um, I'd love to see um, more usage rather of, of plain written documents, uh, video, uh, podcasts like what we're doing today, um, you know, social media to engage people. Because I think the future is that these things, these tools are not going away. They're only going to get better. And more and more people are going to be using their smartphones and devices to consume content. And one of the areas that I'm very interested in is, you know, we get financial information uh, through uh, the news networks like the Bloombergs, the Fox Businesses, and, and CNBCs, this is top of mind, and we get them through the web. But how can individuals who have their own preferences get their uh, financial information in a way that they want on their device? So I'm very interested in that, and I think that we have a, a long ways to go in terms of how this industry uh, creates an Amazon Prime or a Netflix Mm. for retirement and financial services. That's a great idea. And and yes, I have also experienced that financial companies are a little bit slow in uh, in, in keeping up with technology. So interesting. Yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, it's the, regulatory, the regulatory environment mm-hmm. creates challenges. And I, and I understand that. I mean, if you're a compliance officer or a legal op- chief legal officer, you want to protect your firm and your interests and also your employees and your individual participants. And I get that. Um, we just need a little bit more innovation. So perhaps it's going to be a disruptor coming into the marketplace, uh, like we see in healthcare with, you know, JP and JP Morgan and Buffett, Warren Buffett and Amazon kind of looking at the market a little bit differently. So we'll have to see where things go. It should be interesting for sure. So you, you mentioned, um, you, you mentioned the idea of, of inertia and, just like you talked about how plan sponsors have so much going on and so many different things to, to manage, it's tough for them to do a really, really great job with a retirement plan. Well, every individual with their families and, and work and everything else have a ton going on. So oftentimes we are stuck in our patterns and sometimes we do procrastinate on some of this financial stuff. So if you could make one plea to the American consumer to say, okay, you need to be doing this or you need to stop doing this or do more of that, what would that be? Well, I think as part of your just annual, you know, end of the year, we just came up, you know, we just came uh, to the beginning of 2018, although, it, you know, it passes you by so quick because we're almost at the end of February. 
Um, but I would say you know, make it a priority to evaluate your financial plan once a year. And this is, this is like so uh, basic, but it's something that you should look at. Get out those statements, uh, whether they're 401k or the bank statements, and figure out what you need to do to get to where you want to go. And that's, you know, our priorities change as we go through life. Um, you know, I'm going to be getting married at the end of this year, and I want to make sure that I now I have someone else that I'm going to be taking care of or participating in taking care of our family. And those things change my priorities. So if you're having children, you're buying a home, uh, at least look at your, your financial plan once a year. Um, and that also includes uh, looking at your asset allocation. I would strongly advise individuals to also not do this task alone. I think having a financial advisor or a financial professional uh, to work with, someone who shares your interests and is a fiduciary of the plan, of, of not the plan, but of, of for their recommendations is essential. So vetting and, and uh, working with somebody is very important. So I would encourage people to do that as well. Um, you know, that person is in charge of making sure that you are doing the right thing. You know, when I go, um, I recently started Pilates and working out, and I go to a, a, a place to, to take Pilates and I have a trainer, and she kind of guides me through the moves. It's very hard to get in shape or to, to you know to achieve financial fitness on your own. I think having a guide, uh, whether it's a group of, of friends at the church or synagogue or an investment group or financial advisor is a good way to go. So those are a couple of things that I would, I would recommend. Yeah, I think that there's immense value in all the things you just described. There's immense value in community and accountability is certainly an underlying thing that oftentimes we find in community is some folks to, to help hold you accountable and keep you on the right track. So I, I definitely agree. Well, Jeffrey Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I think that uh, in my mind, you know, take advantage of the information that your employer provides to you. Seek out guidance and from those that you trust. Try to embrace saving and planning for your financial future and recognize that it is part of your responsibility. You know, saving and planning is a shared responsibility for all of us. Your employer has a responsibility, you have a responsibility, and together you can both achieve financial success. So those, that would be my, my difference maker for 2018. Nice. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely warrants a come on. Come on. So, Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, sure. I think uh, anybody who's interested in getting the latest retirement news or insight, um, short of this show, of course, this is a very important source of information. They can go to www.themorningpulse.com, um, and there you'll find the latest news each day. I also do videos and, um, and, and write a column every week. So feel free to check that out and um, leave a comment or two. We'd love that. That's excellent. And I can definitely vouch and encourage everyone to go and check out The Morning Pulse because it is an excellent source of information. So instead of having to go to a dozen different websites and try to find information, um, you can find it all right in one place at The Morning Pulse and you can subscribe um, and get all that information every day. So definitely do that. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeffrey your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Jeffrey. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, 
and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.